thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the guard frequency because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 201 of the Best Damn Space Sim podcast ever recorded on Friday, February 16th and made available for download on Tuesday, February 20th, 2018 over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Henry. And I'm Tony. And I'm running the audio tonight, but I've also got lines to read, but I bet we're still going to sound smooth. Now comes the spiel. Take it away, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter, at GuardFreak, or Facebook.com slash GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday night, well, you should come join us at 10 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Of course you do. Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Of course you do. Please consider supporting the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek from the TV series to the MMOs, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Our latest endeavor, Heroes Rise, brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping's done, so let's get to the show. What have we got in store this week, Henry? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from simulated space, including the latest news from Dual Universe, Elite Dangerous, and Star Citizen. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor loads you up with tea and limpets in Nuggets for Nuggets. Then we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, as our pilots bleed all over the furniture. Damn them. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Checker screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Dual Universe has a new write-up on German-language website meinmmo.de. It's a pretty thorough update and overview of the project, and we hope... Auf das wir alle warten! ...means something nice in German. In the latest space sim crossover hotness... Good job, guys. Star Citizen introduces the Lacon Type 6 transport as its first concept ship of 2018, and then names it after a Star Trek alien. You'd have thought they'd steer clear of the IP boundaries at this point. And no news is no news, and Elite Dangerous has the patch has yet to drop. On the other hand, we might, might, get the kill warrant scanner fixed. Okay, here's news for Elite Dangerous. I'm still waiting. Breaking. Henry impatient. Wants patch. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 our big headline for the week. Uh, you know, it's, it's 201. We're still coming down after the high of 200. They didn't want to, like, you know, overexert us this week with tons of things to talk about and discuss. Uh, I appreciate that. I don't. I want to push the boundaries, man. Come on. Oh, oh, you want to push the boundaries like 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 Star Citizen? Yeah. What is that about the Lacon Type Six and Star Citizen? So there's a new ship. Yes. There's a new concept yes. ship. It's called yes. the Vulcan. Nice. I did see that okay. there was the Vulcan. I didn't know it was a Lacon right. Type Six. Right. And if you're a fan of our sister production, Priority One, uh, you'll know that we cover the uh, you know we uh, analyze and, and review the uh, the Star Trek Discovery episodes that come out. The premiere episode of Star Trek Discovery, uh, which aired last November, was called The Vulcan Hello. Yeah, I saw that. Which, of course, was, was of course, the big title of the blast email that 
CIG sent out to everybody. Yeah, well, you know what, you freaking nerds? <laughs> there was a car made in the 20s called the Vulcan as well. And you, and I guarantee you it wasn't named after a certain alien. And, and you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this back even farther, back to when you were a wee boy, when the Greeks were worshipping the Vulcan. Yes. The, uh, or, uh, my no, no, sorry, my the brother. Romans, the Romans were. Yes. Yeah, your brother. Yeah, my brother. Yeah, your brother, the Roman god Vulcan, <laughs> yeah. who is based on the Greek god Hephaestus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying is they could have avoided any sort of even like an inkling of tre- treading on somebody else's IP by not naming their email, by putting a big fat title on there called the Vulcan Hello, which like just mere months ago, that was the name of the, I mean, haha, very funny, I get it, but you're already in trouble with Crytek for stomping all, uh, allegedly stomping all over their IP by, by violating their... Uh, copyright stuff so I, I you'd think it's steer clear is this actually something they shouldn't do because all, uh, i mean they're not saying this is a vulcan ship from star trek ip no no, no they're just no. doing a fan being, like fan service thing i'm being facetious on the vulcan part but i'm a little bit concerned about the actual shape of the ship because that thing looks like the freaking type six yeah. i mean it <laughs> it looks a lot like the type six like Wow! Like oh wow! It's it's uncanny how much it looks like the Type Six. It's one of those things where I understand a car like a car has four wheels and two headlights and a windshield and door handles. Yes, and those but a, are, a Vulcan yeah. is not a Phaeton, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's you not. Know, a, you, it's, they're they're two distinct uh, body types and styles and 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 accoutrements. This looks an awful lot like a yeah, quite a bit like the cockpit. And when you look out the sides yeah. of the cockpit, you're going to have the same view from inside even. So yeah. the inside probably looks a whole like, lot like it. I mean, again, is it is it is it going to be worth a lawsuit or anything? No, no probably not. Is, is, it, is, it a, is it a thing where someone's going to get up in arms about this and, and blaze a forum thread or two? Probably not. But it just seems to me, it just, it's just you know, I, basically when I'm doing research for the show now i just do a quick check to see if there's any updates on the case and there wasn't so i'm like oh, no no big deal and then i went and saw oh i got this email inviting me to buy this ship and i was like oh well okay that's interesting so i'm, I'm being funny I'm, I'm being facetious but it just seems like wow you'd, you'd think you wouldn't want to borrow trouble but all right i don't think that really would invite trouble i just wonder if uh if they re- if you think like legally they should steer away from Things like uh, I th- the Star Trek stuff. I think they should. I mean, and honestly, and again, a car is going to look like a car. A, 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 spa- a science fiction spaceship. At some point, they're all going to start to you know borrow elements from each other and kind of look the same. You get designers that cross over from IP to IP, and they bring their unique style and this stuff. That's fine. I mean, but this one, it's the same kind of ship. I mean, it's a, it's a hauler type situation. I guess it's, the Vulcan's supposed to be a repair ship, but it's you know it's still a utility type ship. It's a box. It's got the same looking cockpit on it. I would have done something different with the cockpit to make it not. That's really what makes it feel like the Lacon to me, because it's it's got its own unique style too. It's a little, I mean the the body of it sits kind of lower under the cockpit. It looks like like the cockpit sits higher up in the front. There's so, there's some differences. It's not like I would ever mistake one for the other. I look at this and say that's not very original. At a distance, I mean, at a distance, you might. I mean, at a distance, you might look at Maybe. it, and, and, and only when you get up close, depending on your LODs, you yeah. know, depending on your LODs. But, but again, this I'm mostly being facetious with this, but it just seems like you're you're selling these ships as concept ships, right? They're supposed to fire the imagination and, uh, you know, to get you into the universe a little bit, and you support the project by being excited about this brand of ship. You can fly this ship right now in Elite Dangerous if you want to. You can load it up with repair limpets and fuel limpets and, uh, uh, and and fly out and rescue people in it right now. If you're wanting concept ships, fire the imagination and give us give us things we haven't seen before. And if you really want to see some weird-looking ships you haven't seen before, play some more Avorion, because I'm still playing the heck out of that, and I'm making crazy ships now. I want I want to get into it, but I, I've got Steam sharing, so I could I could just fire, fire my son's copy up pretty you much. You still haven't played that? No. I, like I said, I'm missing out. I've got this massive ship now. I built this board cube. It was crazy. I figured, what's the most efficient way for me to go <laughs> for the center of the galaxy? And I just started with this little cube, and I just keep building it up. So it's this big, massive cube now, covered in turrets, and it's all green. It's amazing. Resistance is futile. Henry oh, is yeah. coming for so you. So I'm just like okay. steam, steamrolling <laughs> through star systems, taking what I want. It's pretty cool. I'm leaving these little mining cubes all over the place that are mining for me. 
I'm going full on board. <laughs> I don't even know if the game's got a storyline because I don't care. I'm just like aiming for the middle and just like walking over everything. That, that's fantastic. And it's a great Resistance game. Resistance is futile. Henry's coming. Fantastic right. game. Good deal. Anyhow. Uh, well, and I did want to talk about the kill warrant scanner thing in Elite. Oh, yeah. Do, actually... do tell us about the kill warrant scanner there, Tony. Well, they, apparently someone's listening. Uh, so uh, Alec Turner wrote us in, and he started a big thread on the feet on the forum, and kind of whipped everybody into a, a, a minor frenzy, a minor frenzy, let's say. And uh, I think it worked. Um, and then he had good points, and he laid them out very, very efficiently. So Sandro Samarco got on the forum and said, "Okay, here's our stab at a concept for a redesign. No ETA, no guarantees, as he always says. So he's going to do these things." Uh, or is there, they're thinking about doing these things. Upon a successful scan, the Kill Warrant Scanner will detect every bounty for factions aligned with the same superpower as the faction in the current jurisdiction. So, for example, if you're an HIP 20277, that's an Imperial-aligned system. Any faction that is also aligned with the Imperials will report those, boundary, uh, report those bounties to some sort of central authority, and you'll get those on the Kill Warrant Scan. So that would be... A, a, an improvement you'll get you know if, if that if that npc or that player has been killing a lot of ships in imperial jurisdictions all those bounties will show up on your on a successful scale. i really like that even though it's less money overall i like that it's right. uh it's more of a jurisdiction based thing because i feel like yeah territories that work together would be sharing that information it makes it feel more like a, a legitimate real universe and it's worth it to me to lose. Oh, you get everything that's owed on them anywhere to get that kind of uh, immersion. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I thought that was an excellent change, and I think that's again, you like like you were saying, Henry, well supported by the lore, and I think it makes more sense from a from a gameplay standpoint. Yeah, and uh, there's no sarcasm there because I'm not holding my sign. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, off the air, we decided that any sarcasm delivered by me would be done in a Kermit the Frog. Oh, was voice. that off the air? So, well, I guess that didn't make yeah, sense to anybody. Air, but, now. But, but, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, I want to make sure that, uh, that maybe for the rest of the show, if I got to get sarcastic, I have to remember to put it in Kermit the frog voice so there we just go. If, if anybody catches me being sarcastic without the kermit the voice please let me know then uh, sandra goes on to say what's more the kill warrant scanner will legitimize attack against the scan ship for you and your wingmen the freedom to attack will expire once the target leaves the location via super cruise or hyperspace jump so once you're when you're in the same instance you get a successful scan you and your wingmen if you get a, the wanted sign have at them game on blow them up but once they jump that that wanted tag or your computer's knowledge of the wanted tag basically falls off, so you have to do a rescan once you change instances, which I don't think I like that much. I don't. I mean, but maybe it's a technical barrier. I think it's stupid to make you rescan it again if you've scanned them once and are like chasing them. Yeah, you scan them with your kill warrant scanner, and then he jumps out. Then you have a highway, you know, a frame shift scanner. So you frame shift scan him, and you find out he jumped to system X Y Z, and you go, ha ha, I have you now. You jump out after him. You get an interdiction on him, you haul him out of super cruise, and then you get to scan him again. Yeah. And while you're and while you've interdicted him and you're scanning him again, he his his frame shift cooldown expires and he jumps out again. So I'm not sure I like that. That sounds more uh, like if, something like uh, the flags to whether or not someone's bounties are available or set when the instance is set or or, uh, or, or reset yeah, when the instance is set. Maybe it sounds more like a technical thing than a gameplay choice. It sounds more like something they set up and then went, oh, but it works this way. Because it doesn't oh, sound you know good what? at all. You know what I mean? It doesn't sound terrible, yeah. but it just sounds weird. I may have just changed my mind because I thought about back to my childhood and the Dukes of Hazard. What the old Duke boys would always try to do is try to head for the county line. Yeah. Because then Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane couldn't arrest him if they got over the county well, that'd line. That would be more like jurisdiction. More like leaving a system, right? Well, yeah. So so imagine you're in an uh, imperial system and somebody tags you with a warrant scan. You're like, oh, crap. And you jump out. And then the, you jump into a Federation-controlled system. Yeah, but even just leaving via Super Cruise, which means same system. Well, you're still in the system, though. Like, you're, you're in an instance, and you're in the same system, so it's an Imperial system. So the Super Cruise wouldn't necessarily tag you out. You know, they, they, you'd lose the Kill Warrant scan, but you can't Kill Warrant scan a Super Cruise anyway. you got to drag them down to real space. Yeah, but then you have to so scan that's kind again. Of bad. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's kind of bad still. But I like the idea that if you hop, maybe if you just did it on Highway. Yeah. If you're on Highway, then they could be in a new jurisdiction, and they'd be over the county line, and then they wouldn't be wanted in that new jurisdiction. You know what else it does? It gives uh, another few seconds of uh, time for the target to react, and in a PvP situation, 
it gives the attacker something else that they have to do before they can pounce you. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, you can always kill warrant scan after you've got shots on. Um, you just you know make sure you get it before you blow them up, and make sure you have a regular scan. You know, just the no- nose on target. Make sure they're wanted locally. You can get that, and once the once you get the wanted tag from just your basic scan, you can open fire on them and not have consequences. But the kill warrant scans where you get the bonuses. Interesting. Okay, anyway, the last change that they're proposing is kill warrant scanner will detect all interstellar bounties on a target vessel. However, it doesn't legitimize attack, so you'll still have to break the law to collect them if the interstellar bounty is for a different superpower than the current jurisdiction. So, if you've got if you're in a jurisdiction where there are no bounties on it, it will detect the other bounties, but you might be breaking the law to shoot them there. Because if they're not wanted in your jurisdiction, it's, you know, it'll provoke a response from the local cops because, hey, this guy's not in trouble here. He's been blowing up feds all day long. We love that around here. Yeah. And we're here in the Imperial space. So then you get uh, you get wanted there. Yeah, that so. makes sense. I, the changes yeah, are really going to make I, it deeper, I think. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I think the way they have it now is a little too simplistic. And so hopefully, again, Sandra said no ETAs, no guarantees. But I think these changes are, are better. We may not see them until the next dot update, which is supposed to be in three or four months, and it'll be a small update, but it'll depend on, like I said, it depends on scheduling and, and, and uh, resources and stuff, so it, we might have to be patient, but hopefully uh, they got the feedback they're looking for and uh, can make those design changes. Dual Universe, the, the thing that looks cool, I mean, it was a nice, uh, uh, nice write-up, um, looks ambitious, they're comparing it to, like, Star Citizen, because you can build stuff and make your own ships and your own planetary installations and whatnot and it looks it's ambitious if, oh, you know, here we're still rooting for him here on on the show so it's uh it'd be a stretch to call it a new star citizen though i think i mean there's a lot of different things to do but maybe google translate was a little bit too effusive maybe <laughs> maybe maybe google translate was a went a little too far i can't say but uh, it, uh but the the german the, the english translation that i read of the original german they were pretty they're pretty high on dual universe so uh, we'll put a link in our show notes to mine-mmo.de i'm not going to try to read the actual title of the article in german because i'll embarrass myself even more than i did when we read the headlines now that we're all caught up with the latest space sim news let's get caught up on space news with the headlines from galactic public radio Good evening. From Galactic Public Radio on Anseeth, I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. Two more starports fell to Thargoids as they continue their march to the core. For the latest in developments, we go to Smooth Furnace at the Imperial Capital World at the Achenar System. Thanks, Spencer. The Thargoids are traipsing towards the bubble with complete impunity, crushing both Gaiman Dock and Wayne Dock on their regularly scheduled Thursday raid. Not only does this move them outside the unofficial 150 light-year barrier surrounding the Pleiades sector, it continues their new pattern of jumping longer distances to their targets. Given the seeming effectiveness of the last counterattack led by Imperial Admiral Denton Petraeus, many experts have questioned the seeming lack of response to this change in Thargoid tactics. Imperial politicians appear to agree with this analysis, with Senator Gianna Tachibana being quoted in the Imperial Herald. Quote, one cannot escape the feeling that humanity is being reactive rather than proactive. What is needed is a comprehensive military strategy. The time for a coordinated response is now. End quote. However, support from the public at large seems to be fractured, with some reports of Thargoid tchotchkes skyrocketing in certain systems. Are the galaxy's superpowers gearing up for another counterstrike? Or is humanity welcoming their new insectoid overlords with customized merchandise? For Galactic Public Radio, in the Akinar system, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. As casualties mount from the ongoing Thargoid offensive, the Federation has begun research on, quote, autonomous military hardware, end quote, to fight the Thargoids. Known as the Ballwork Project, the operation has received financial support from Momoran Central and Company, which has requested robotics, hardware diagnostic sensors, and computer components to begin prototyping. Imperial officials lodged unofficial protest against the move, 
reminding federal authorities of customary prohibitions against developing advanced artificial intelligence. Federal Shadow President Felicia Winters, when asked for a response to imperial concerns, stated, quote, The purpose of the Bulwark Project is to investigate alternative defense strategies, not to develop machine intelligence, end quote. In an apparently unrelated story, ethicists and programmers have expressed growing concerns over the ambitious goals of utopian enclave leader Pranav Antal. During celebrations commemorating the successful campaign to preserve the SIM archive, a repository of digitized memories, his office released the following statement, quote, Our thanks go out to those who support this campaign, which will help us safeguard the SIM archive for at least another century. But while the archive is of singular importance, it does not represent the limit of our ambitions. It is my hope that we might one day be able to digitize the human consciousness, thereby transcending our physical selves." End quote. This statement, coming on the heels of the announcement of the Bulwark Project, has some commentators worried that humanity has forgotten the lessons it has learned about sentient machines. For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. As you are, pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on limpets in Elite Dangerous. We noticed some of you rooks having trouble with this, so we scheduled some training. Limpets are the jack-of-all-trades gophers of space operations. Equipping and using the right kind can be the difference between your future as a part-time seat cushion deformer and a background temperature sensor anomaly. The closest thing you're ever going to get to an interstellar butler is your friendly neighborhood limpet. This is a catch-all term for a robotic probe that can be programmed in a variety of useful ways. Most of you should be familiar with the fuel limpet, as virtually every rook runs out of gas in the middle of his or her first few flights. There are a few more you might want to know about. The collector limpet, the hatchbreaker, the repair, the prospector, the research, and the decontamination limpet. And I'm sure before long the boffins will come up with another four or five to add to the list. Now for a quick rundown of what each of these will do for you. A fuel limpet will transfer one ton of fuel to your tanks from a friendly ship or vice versa. The hatchbreaker limpet will force open the hatch of an unfriendly ship just long enough to release approximately eight tons of cargo. A repair limpet will repair hull damage without returning to a starport. A collector limpet will, you guessed it, collect cargo from space and return it to your cargo hold. A prospector limpet can attach itself to asteroids and report back about their mineral content. And these last two are reserved for you Xeno hunters in the group. Research limpets collect samples from Thargoid ships and return them to you. Think involuntary biopsy, used with caution. And finally, the decontamination limpet, which will clean your hull of Thargoid snot, which will explode all over you if you're not careful with the biopsy. So uh, that's what they do, but how do they work? Well, first you gotta buy the proper control module and install it aboard your vessel to operate each of the described types. The primary difference in the modules are how far away the limpets can operate from your ship and how many you can operate simultaneously. There are also the usual weight and power considerations. Needless to say, if you're trying to do all the things, you're going to run out of space and juice real fast. The boffins have promised us multifunction limpet controllers, but that tech is still a ways away. In the meantime, once you've got your modules installed, you'll have to purchase generic controllable programmable limpets that'll take up space in your cargo racks. Once your module is locked and your cargo hold loaded, you've got to get ready on the trigger. Literally. That's right, your limpets are slave to your fire control system. You've got to go to your fire control panel and assign each limpet type to a fire group. For example, if you're a miner, you might want to assign your prospector limpet to your primary trigger and your collector limpet to your secondary. To use, just point and shoot. Using the collector limpet as an example, target an appropriate item for collection, like a cargo pod or mechanical scrap, and pickle off a collector. Fun fact, launching a collector limpet with no target programs it to pick up everything. Have fun sorting through your collection of illegal artwork and household goods. Knowing how and when to deploy limpets will keep your profit margins thick and your criminal record thin. Okay, boys and girls, put your finger paints back in your cubbies and change into your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on, Mama
it's not gonna save you today. Let's go. You wanna fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. That's basically your surprise round. Uh, so now I need everybody to roll initiative. I got an 11. Nine. Three. It's a four. <laughs> and this is where we die. Well, the thing that I'm the, concerned about is we've got two people in the room. We had two and a half life signs. Was it two and a half or three and a half? Three and a half, three but I half. think somebody just got hit. Yeah, somebody might have gotten killed, but we don't see any bodies and we're getting closer. Um, so there might be more people in there that we're not seeing. How would that be? Because we're looking right into the room. They could be between the two doors on our side. Yeah, they could one be. Of these, one of these people could be two midgets stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Hidden <laughs> inside <laughs> a coat. Yeah. Uh, so top of the order is Mr. Lennon. Ooh, okay. Yep. Um, I'm going to step out into the corridor and I'm going to advance down towards the next door. So head towards the aft. I don't know if I can make it there in one turn or not. Uh, no, you can uh, 10 meters, tink, tink, tinking down the hallway. You're going to get basically just to this door with your movement. Sure. Um, and I presume that door's closed? The door is closed. Um, is it? I, I know I won't be able to move inside, but is it possible to open the door? You may take a run action if you, if, if you don't right, intend. I, sure, in that case, yeah, I'm going to open the door and then run inside if I can do that. Duck it, open the door, you duck inside. Right, sure. What do I actually see in here, by the way? It is basically a mirror copy of the room that you entered into, except there's no door on the other side. So it's, okay. it's, it's, so a, it's, it's another a, Yeah, another another general. There's some general storage and things in there, um, uh, but and the airlock is the main feature. So yeah. Sure. Would you say I find like any Mister Clean around here? There just, are no powders, no abrasives, uh, no volatiles, uh, no liquids. It's basically what about just a good squeegee. <laughs> sure. There's a squeegee. There's, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually, it's not a squeegee, but it's, it's okay. basically like a, uh, it's, it's like a uh, one of those reachy things, like you can't find, like oh, you yeah. can't reach something, and it's got a little, <laughs> a little claw thing on the end of it that you, claw on the end. that you can trigger. Yeah, let me. I'm, uh, I'm gonna take that. Is there, is there a ShamWow? In- <laughs> no, there is no ShamWow. This is your little claw thingy. Okay. Sure, that's what I'm having. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's for you. You have Thanks. a tiny little <laughs> grabby claw that is now. In your position. Oh, but unfortunately, the submachine gun is in fact a two-handed weapon. I will let oh, you put it in, in your case, inventory if you want to take it with yeah. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to put the claw thing over my back, kind of like a medieval sword. You know, just all right. Sh- it, 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 down. It, it, yeah. You you now you may add that to your inventory. Tiny claw thing. Thank thingy. you. Yes, that is now that's down your inventory, and that'll end your turn. All right. So yeah. uh, next up in the order is our our uh, is a shocking development. Around the corner comes a. Basically, a robot dog. No! Oh my god! What? He is oh about he is about half the size of a, a human being, which would probably account for the half uh, life form that you detected. Plus, he's all covered with robot stuff. So, it's a robot midget. No. More, more machine now than dog. Twisted and evil. <laughs> and he is going to take a bite out of crime or. Roland, as the case is at this point here, and so did, he did the uh, did the other guys like yell at the dog or anything like that? Did they they try and command him or something? Uh, there was no commands. There was no yelling. There, there's nothing like that. The, all you know is that uh, one minute you're blowing up a windshield wiper bottle, and the next minute a robot dog comes around the corner. As they as things are like that. as as robot dogs are wont to do. What uh, I don't get is how did the dog survive the windshield wiper fluid entering is it, the room? Is it not annoying? If you sur- <laughs> if you survive the fight, you may find out the secret to the dog's uh, windshield wiper defense system. Uh, but he te- he rolls an eleven, and so you need you can uh, and the defense is a short range uh, melee attack five to which you may add your dodge or your parry, whichever one uh, you prefer. Dodge. Uh, my dodge is a two, and I'll go with that. All right. Oh, but, so I D10 plus two. Yeah, you don't. We well, don't get a roll of D10. It's just. It's just whatever your dodge. What uh, the, the, I will the do dodge. Uh, but that is not enough to overcome uh, the vicious attack by the robot dog, and so you are going to take a bajillion points of damage. Um, no, you're going to take eight points of damage. Ah, uh, close. Not a bajillion. Almost half. But he savages. He savages you pretty good. He he, he savages you pretty good. Okay. All right. 
Uh, and that'll right. be that'll be Robot Doggy's turn as he jumps up on you. As he, he's as done he's... enough anyway. That dog sucks. Hey, he's he's, a, he's he's not a friendly doggy. All right. Uh, next on the order is Mr. Henry. Do you want to take a shot at the doggy? From my position, can I shoot him in his face? I uh, you, may you may shoot him in his face. face. You may shoot yes. him in his face. All right, and I've got unload all of our clips point blank into the dog. <laughs> Except Shiv, who is like waxing him for no reason. <laughs> uh, Why you gotta be mean to the puppy? Oh, laser pistol. Okay, yeah, so energy we'll... weapon. Uh huh. All right, and I'm definitely at short range. It looks like. So yeah, you can stand right there and peg him. I got an eight. Eight and right in his face. Uh, see, that's for uh, you missed by one. I mean, Man. you you barely missed. Just right, you you singed his electronic doggy fur. Sorry, Ken Shadow, you're gonna get chewed up somewhere. Roland, my bad. Roland, right? Sorry, my mistake. You just barely you did, you, but you got him. So eight points of damage to Muffin. I mean, you don't know his name is Muffin, but that's his name. That's his. That's what we're gonna <laughs> Muffin, call him. Muffin. Muffin, the the the, the dog's Muffin name. With two you ends. see. You see the word muffin stamped across the forehead of the dog. Uh, at the, at, the, at this his, point his blank teeth range. Just spell muffin. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a grill that says uh, muffin. muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So muffin muffin is gonna take eight points of damage uh, with a well placed laser shot. Well done. Well done, sir. Alright. Uh, then we're gonna go on to uh, Vern. You don't know his name is Vern, but that's who he is. Uh, he is There's going only one to... in. What? Yes. With only one end. Yeah, yes, actually, three Vern, use. Vern only has uh, one end. That is correct. Uh, so he is going to uh, po- uh, poke his head out the door first. Seeing nothing, he will turn and fire at Shiv. And... I have partial cover, looks like. Uh, there's no such thing as partial cover here. Then I have cover. Uh, if you want to, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if you want a retcon that you sort of ducked around the corner, I'll let you. Yeah, I mean. And I'll, and I'll move it, and I'll move him here, and I'll give him a little bit of a, a downgrade on his attack roll. I'll, I'll, I'll let you retcon that. I'm feeling nice because of what happened last week. Uh, so, because he, because he has this fancy gun, right? So that could, this could, this could hurt. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. So he rolled a, he, he, he got a 10 total. At short range, and so you are going to uh, take what's what's your uh, what's your dodge score? Uno. Uh, okay, yeah. So uh, now don't panic, okay? I'm panicking. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm not I actually that. expected this. I expected to get TPK, but don't panic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Only. All right. Happen. Okay. That could have been worse. I'll just put it that way. Um, all right. Why would I panic? Yeah, why, no, yeah, exactly. Why would you? Why would you panic? All right, so Vern uh, pokes out the window, doesn't see anybody, doesn't see the guy that's there, knows that you're there because of uh, the, the shot that came at him. He takes a return shot at you, catches you. Um, what, oh, what kind of vest are you wearing? Are you taking a, la- a laser vest or a... I have a reflex vest. Okay, well, I didn't help you anything there. Uh, so with the, but so he punctures the laser vest, uh, the laser-proof vest, with his uh, bullets, unfortunately, and you take 11 points of damage. Which brings us to you, Justin. Like you said, fluids are a problem. <clears throat> yes, indeed. Is he in short range now? Nope, but you can get in short range real quickly. Uh, I'm going to... Okay, what? I'm going to step towards this doggy thing. What kind of sensors does it have? Uh, you don't know. Does it have a face with yeah. eyes on it? <laughs> yeah, but they could, for all you know, they could be decorative. I mean, you know, you, it's... For it, all I know, so I'm going to jam my hand in the wax. I'm going to walk up to the dog, smash the wax on its face, and then bust a cap. Or, yeah, I have caps, not leaving. So that'd be short range. Uh, okay. Well, the pro, uh, when the, there's rules for point blank. When you are in point blank range... You get to make an attack, but the other guy has a chance to attack you first because you're on walking. On the way through. to him, right before point blank, I'm gonna <laughs> shoot him. Then I'm gonna smash his whatever's left of him in the face with wax. That's a move action because I'm moving my hand to his face. So the the the, the act you're gonna have to you, you have two hands, Shiv. One hand has a pistol right. in it. The other per, the other hand has an open jar of floor wax. Right. You're gonna have so, to. I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, th- it's too much in one turn because you're gonna have to holster your pistol. Scoop okay. out the goo. Put okay, on the I'm face. gonna, I'm gonna. There's too put, much. I've got a gun. I'm gonna hold the wax real quick. Scoop it out. Let go of the bucket. Shoot, and then 
go towards the dock. Okay, so yeah, you're holding. You're gonna hold your floor wax action for the next turn. Is that what I'm? Is what I'm understanding? I'm waxing my hand. You're waxing your. Okay, you're currently waxing your hand. All right, I'll let you, that's fine. That's fine. that's fine. That's fine. You're say you're preparing on the next turn or a subsequent turn. You don't even have to do it on the next turn, but on a subsequent turn, you would like to have a giant gooey ball of floor wax in your hand, in your left Correct. hand, with which to do something on a subsequent turn. To fight turn. a dog. That's how you're gonna. Fight no, a I, dog. you know, again, again, you could do whatever you want. There's just consequences. That's all. So okay, all right, we're going Maybe with that. Maybe I can jam someone's gun with it. It's not peanut butter. We're going with that. Yeah, we're just peanut butter. We're going but it's that. a robot dog. He might want to eat the wax. You don't peanut, know. I don't know. Peanut much butter's on deck dogs. one. No, sorry. <laughs> so, the galley's all on deck over one. himself. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to shoot, but then move closer so okay. I'm less okay. in easy shot from Vern. Right. So you're, you're going to avoid burn holes. Right. You're going to you're going to walk up right to before you'd be in point blank range. I mean, you're, you're not going to you're not going to get within the dog's snapping distance. Okay. So, right. uh, so now, but you've got here. You are you, the, the floor wax bucket is kind of floating down the hall now. You have a handful of floor wax in your left hand, your gun in your right. Take a shot at the dog. That was lovely. I, I enjoyed that immensely. I missed probably. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah. You, hey, you, at you, least your hand's still all slippery, man. You're cool. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that's so. so with the roll with the roll of seven, you <gasps> do in fact miss uh, the dog, but but you're ready. You are ready next turn, or any subsequent turn, really, um, to, to, to do the thing. All right, which takes us to uh, the other fellow who turns... The man in black. The man in black. He turns to you, Ken Shadow, and tries to get a beat on you, but has, is having a difficult time because there's a big, fat robot dog on you. And floor wax. There's floor and, wax. Well, no, and, and, yes, and, and floaty clouds of, of, uh, of, of stuff. And so... You see him uh, sort of put his uh, use his right hand to mess with something in his left hand, and the dog subsequently basically heals, and then he takes a shot at you, which will be your death. The man in black is using something to control the dog, which is something you say to everybody uh, around you, right? Okay. Yeah. In a frantic. I just got bit by a giant ass robot dog voice. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so that is. Uh, what is your. Uh, what's your dodge? Two. Uh, and what kind of vest do you have? Uh, I have the bulletproof one. Which is unfortunate. So you will now take eight points of damage. Jiminy freaking Christmas. How does. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a laser, laser pistol, uh, short range. That's a four, right, Lennon? Difficulty four, yeah. Yeah, so he'll he'll advance, get in short range, and take a shot. Oh no, actually he you know he won't advance. He's behind the dog. So uh, we're gonna call, we're actually we're gonna call that a miss. He's behind his uh, dog. Uh, the, the, okay. He's put he he put the, he put the dog between between you saw him put the dog between you and him, and he wants the protection of the dog. So he didn't he didn't advance to get into short range. So we're gonna call that a miss. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna call it a miss. These I mean the, the uh, and you 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 see him doing that, but you see him jittery, right? As you, you you're you're kind of up close to these guys, you can see that he's doing it, but he's jittery about it. Um, then, uh, so that'll do it for his turn, and that's your turn now, Mr. Kinchetta. Okay. So, if I fire at the man in black, is there is is my vision obscured, or is it? No, it's not going. It's it's not going to interfere with your aim. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fire at the man in black because I guess if we can take him out while the dog is, I'm thinking here. Uh, that uh, maybe maybe we won't have to continue with the dog. So, um, how? So I got a ten. Got a ten. Okay, yeah, that hits. Uh, he will take uh, your the the damage. That actually, you exceeded his damage, so you get uh, is it one d ten burst? So you get uh, you get to roll two d ten for your uh, for your damage. Okay. Take another. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so with one of those. You rolled a 10, rolled a 5 and a 10, uh, which mm-hmm. is going to give 15 points of damage, plus you knock him off of it on his ass. Sweet. You knock him right off his fancy little mag boots, and uh, he he hits the back of the wall, so he's not, like, sort of, like, floating around too much in trouble, uh, but he does get sort of knocked off his feet and is going to have to work on not being floaty next turn. Excellent. So that is a very good, very good shot, sir. Excellent shot, sir. And I'm gonna move out of the way now. Okay. So that 
Henry can have an opportunity to fight. An opportunity. So you're going to move that move this way? Yes. Move that, okay, take cover around that side of the door. Okay. Which will bring us back to the top of the order and Lennon. Okay, so I just check over comms. He was definitely controlling the dog. He didn't just have a jar of floor wax in his hand. And uh, you can, you can it's possible. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, the dog's uh, actually just you know controlled by floor wax. If we had known, this. <laughs> if only we had known this sooner. If only um, there was a clue. All right. So um, looking at the map, I, I want to go out of the, that door on the uh, starboard side there. And can I get into the next one, but not point blank range? Or in fact, no, sorry, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go out into the door, I'm going to stay in the corridor at an angle where I can hit the robo-dog. Okay, so you're going to go down, move down about here. Ducking in, you can kind of see where the robot dog is, just kind of with yeah, your head so around the corner. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, um, and then I'm going to sh- uh, SMG the robo-dog. Right. Now, you are, you are not a point, you're I... not a point blank, but you're short range. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so just a quick question on this. If, if um, you're like firing and there's somebody else behind, I presume you only hit the first target. You d- it doesn't like pass through. Uh, yeah, so the the way that we're going to play it in my game anyway, and there's some support for it in the book, is that these bullets are designed to be used inside spacecraft. So they're not uh, going so to penetrate holes. They and, should, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they should, they should spend the bulk of their energy on the first target they hit. So Big five. Fragmentation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this yeah. is a um, short range of 10 with a difficulty of 5, and I roll a 13 with a natural 10. Oh, Ooh. that's so very nice because that well exceeds uh, uh, the the dog's defenses, so you may roll yeah. your full damage there. So is it? It's He gets like a super uh, burst, right? You get like super Yeah. yeah. So, so I actually rolled terrible on three of the... So it's 40 oh, 10. I rolled oh. a 1, a 2, a 3, and another natural 10. So 16 total. But. Yeah, so that's that. That's that's quite excellent. Uh, the dog is, is, is very thoroughly damaged and also knocked off. Yes. Uh, not, you know, what, the, the little, the, his little mag... His little mag paws. Magpaws. His little magpaws. Uh, you just you blew him off his magpaws, so he's gonna have to take a, uh, some actions on his next turn to right himself as well. So, so well while done. while they're off their magpaws, do they, is there bonuses to hit? The, they won't be able to use their dodge. I think is the way the rule works. Uh, also, I just want to apologize because the dog's now on its face. I presume Red Barnes is still mid motion, you know, because all of this is happening simultaneously. So he's just gonna wax the dog's ass. That. <laughs> Well, he's kind of tumbling and floating, so it may, you know, I may, we may do a roll to see what actually he can, what he can grab. See which part of the dog. Yeah, which part of the dog you can, you can, uh, so, all right, so two guys floating, you're the dog and the dude floating. All right, and that will bring us to Muffin. Muffin is actually going to attempt to right himself, uh, scrambling for handholds. He is, yeah, Magpaws, yes, he is, he is programmed, he is a programmed doggy to try to go back to the last thing he was programmed to do. So he's going to try to sit and be a good boy. Uh, uh, oh, natural one. What a time for what a time for the GM to roll a natural nice. one. As much as he's scrambling around, he's not whining or doing anything, but he is just fixated on trying to get back down to the ground and is kind of scrabbling on the wall uh, to try to find a, hand, a, a paw hold. Can't quite do it. So he does not write himself on on this turn and, and spends the whole time scrambling. So, that'll do it for Muffin. Henry, your shot. Alright, so, uh, King Shadow's out of my way, so I'm gonna yep. advance to the first doorway. Alright. And try to take some shots at the dog while he's disoriented and defenseless. Okay, so you're gonna close and within, my, not yeah. within point blank, but to clearly short range. Yeah, I wanna be, like, well, into the door. I know it'll make me vulnerable to the uh, guys. Yeah, but you still have part of your movement left, so you can duck back out of the way. Okay, great. So 1d10 plus 2 to shoot the laser at the dog. I rolled a 5. What's the difficulty at short range? Uh, 4. Okay, yeah, you hit. So R.I.P. Muffin. Yay! (laughs) So now did he have like one hit point left? He was was looking pretty rough. Lennon beat him up real good. And so now Red just has a handful of wax. (laughs) And I helped. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it may come in handy. R.I.P. Muffin. And uh, oh, Lennon, I forgot to—I I sort of—I forgot to mention it's not terribly important. But you see, kind of like curled up against the wall, body. the dead, the dead body yeah. over here. So uh, cool. So he did get that one. Yeah. So that was yeah. It, it, 
Uh, yeah, you can kind of see that curled up. Um, the last right. of my movement, I want to get away from that door enough that I'm not going to yep. get killed by the dude whose dog I just yep. put down. You kind of, you kind of nudge Ken Shadow down the hall a little bit, so you're you're out of the line. You're out of the immediate line of fire of of this guy. He can't. You you're no longer in sight of him. So, but that could change on his next turn, which is now. So this fella, the fella being the man in black, so he's going to attempt to right himself with a athletics check. And he is not going to make it. Uh, So he is also still going to be flailing around. But uh, he is going to scrabble at his hand uh, kind of helplessly and jittery-like. You know, you see him kind of working his left hand again. Um, Okay, so that will do it for his turn. Now it's Justin, Red Barnes. I will move, shoot at whoever's got the brown hair, and then move back into cover. Okay, so move into Action, short range. Yeah. Take a shot. Yeah. Is there a dodge too? There dodge is in fact three. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly. Some say he was once told he needed more blasting caps, and now he always shouts in chat rooms. But all we know is he's called the Shiv and he'll put together this week's feedback. Recap of last week's community questions. When are you predicting the 3.0 patch beyond going live? Any thoughts on this red roadster in space? Akrosi writes in and says, Great show as always. The sound effects were hilarious and very much enjoyed more. Shiv. Really? You? <laughs> it's true. He's got a fan base. Okay. <laughs> Inexplicable, but it's there. <laughs> more Shiv. I just can't imagine that. If I had to guess the release of 3.0, which is exactly what you're asking me to do, I would put my vote out for March 1st. Here's the thing. 3.0 has already come out. At least in Star Citizen. We didn't define that, so... No, okay, well, no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 3.0 is not out in, yeah, at least. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, the beta just ended, so that would allow time for the dev team to implement feedback changes and send the update through the dreaded console approval process, which I believe runs two weeks. I'm hoping for sooner, but that week makes sense in my head. As an unrelated question regarding the RPG segment, what are the thoughts behind choosing EDRPG over Elite Encounters? I'm not criticizing the choice by any means, rather I am interested in picking one up and curious why one was chosen over the other. You mentioned the Shiv. Why? You can check the inspiration box on your sheet too. The Shiv. Yes, the Shiv added that last bit on there uh, as, as commentary. Um, so, apparently, the Shiv is your fan too, of course. <laughs> the the reason, uh, the main reason why I, I picked the one and over the other was I think the the Elite RPG beat Elite Encounters to release by a few weeks. At least the playtest did by uh, a pretty a pretty fair margin, and so I was able to spend more time soaking in the playtest for the Elite RPG. Also, I had the advantage of listening to, I think it was Lave Radio, did a playthrough at uh, that culminated in their final episode being recorded at LaveCon last year. So I had kind of, I had sort of a feel for the system and an idea of how a flow would go on an audio presentation. So that's the main reason. And then I got Elite Encounters, and I've got that. I, I, I purchased it and uh, looked at that too. It's got a lot of great lore behind it. It's got significantly more lore, I think behind it than elite RPG and it, it's mostly consistent really I mean it's, it's there's not there's not a lot of gaps between the two RPGs and the video game so it's, it's all pretty pretty tightly put together so it, it's it's a good I, I think it's a great additional resource to throw in with your EDRPG and uh, so I, I'd recommend maybe picking both up and sort of mixing and matching I like this system in EDRPG better too I just I like the I like the I found the D10 system to be I kind of like it. The only thing I've had to complain about EDRPG is maybe the range system on the handguns. Everything else I think works pretty well. I know the NPCs had no problem hitting us. The range was fine for them. Well, they had some we pretty hot. They had some pretty good <laughs> weapons. They had some. One of them had a pretty fancy gun. One of them had a pretty uh, fancy gun. The RPG has been a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I love it. Eleanor Rebel writes, "Good show. Enjoying the assault with deadly sunscreen washer fluid." Question: When you say patch drop Thursday, do you mean tomorrow or eight days? Regarding nerfing income, it's a balancing act between stopping people getting all the toys too quick and making the grind too harsh for players to bother with. Out of the 30-plus people I know who own ED, all but about six left because the grind is too boring and nothing to do. 
Yeah, that's a common complaint in Elite. Yeah. I find plenty to enjoy in it. Um, some people, you know, don't. What I, what I find interesting is that 30 plus, if you have 31, that's a statistically significant sample size. And if that means, so if six out of 30 people are, are the retention, that's a 20% retention. I'm not sure what, what an MMO publisher thinks is good, but it doesn't seem to me like 20% retention is good uh, to, to, to my mind. So I would think that that might be something that um, Frontier should be thinking about. I mean, clearly they've got their own internal data and are more or less happy with what they're doing. But it just seems to me like if people are walking away because they feel like it's, it's, it's too hard to get to the next goalpost, might want to reconsider some of that. Well, that said, you know, when I first started playing Elite, I had a hard time knowing what the next goalpost was. Like, I had no concept of what yeah. progression was. I didn't know what to do. I was just flying around the local area trying to trade and make some money, and I'm making a few thousand here and there. If I didn't start listening probably to guard frequency and uh, and talking to you guys, and you guys weren't covering Elite much at the time, but uh, I probably wouldn't have picked much of it up beyond that. There was a transition time, you know, and, and for those maybe who, who don't know, Henry and I have worked together for a long time over at Priority One, and so Henry and I were talking about Elite long before the show covered it in any extensive detail. Yeah. And then I played uh, it for so, like eight months and then I fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah. It only took eight months. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think uh, I was playing it for a while and then we, we talked in yeah. Vegas and I got to be on the show about it is what I mean. Just to be clear about the timeline, yeah. not that it really matters. This isn't like a VH1 history of uh, guard frequency or something. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> behind the podcast, yeah, behind yeah. the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and patch drop Thursday or eight days. Well, clearly I was wrong. But the prior feedback from Acrosi that makes sense about the console because there is the the patch has to go through those console processes with Microsoft and Sony. So probably that's the, what the major delay is between release and uh, the end of the beta. So it might be another week or two. Uh, March first sounds good to me. Uh, so that maybe that's what we mean by next Thursday. Teehee. <laughs> Rent a Spoon says, OMG, that blooper reel. Still listening, but haven't commented for a while. Just wanted to say that HIP 20277 trade has gone downhill since Sean turned up. It was, a, it was a while back, but it keeps getting worse. And thanks to Dharma Mining, now I understand why refugees won't get off my ship until I take their stolen microcontrollers. I think the Tesla was a cool thing, but if we get attacked by alien life forms, I'm now blaming it on Musk. Also, it reminds me of a few missions that Stellaris generates, which I laughed at because why would we do something as stupid as that? Also, to Lennon's comment on watching Dungeons & Dragons, I've never had the chance to play it. I don't have the time nor the type of friends that would play it, so watching is all I get to do. Although now I have a lady friend who plays it, so now I can need to catch up quick. Insert podcast plug here, smiley face. Yes, that would be heroesrisepodcast.com to catch up, to figure out Dungeons & Dragons stuff so that your lady friend will be impressed with your inside baseball knowledge of that game. HeroesRisePodcast.com He mentions uh, alien attack because of Musk. Wouldn't it be crazy if the aliens showed up and they're like, we just don't want to hear that song anymore because he's got Rocket Man playing on loop. They're like, just turn it off! Just turn it off! <laughs> well, at least it's not the William Shatner spoken word version. Oh, I like that. I like that. that version. I don't know. I enjoy it. It's fun. Do I, do I need to do the Kermit voice for you? No, I like no, that do, version. Do it's the, fun. The I like that voice. version. It's fun. Yeah, I do enjoy that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, as, as to the other stuff in there, uh, yeah. So you know, I don't want to like you know mention this really, but I haven't played in in two hundred two seven seven for a long time. I used to like just launch my cutter and just go bounty hunting in the rings for a couple hours, two or three times a week. That'd just be sort of like my my blow off steam time. But I haven't done that in a long time. So maybe. I need to get my ass back out there and start bounty hunting again and clean up some of these pirates. Maybe that's why trade is taking a nosedive. That's my guess. I could uh, um, I could do that with you and earn some credits because I am poor now because I keep blowing up my po? Type 10. Oh, stop blowing up blow Type 10s. I'm so bad at landing it. Landing? Yes, because I like to land with flight assist off and, and goof off and like really fly that thing in VR and I'm just not awesome at it. And I'm always like, I'm trying to land and the thing is as big as a house and I'll bang a, a thing that's like 40 feet off to my left that I wouldn't have even thought about and I end up crashing into the platform sometimes. I've done it like three times, which is a lot for me. And that, that sucks because it's like nine million a piece. 
that's a terrible story. I know. I'm awful. You're losing it. it battling the Thargoids. It'd be like, oh man, you know, way to go, man. No, I fight the Thargoids. I get in and out. I just, I, I just, I love flight assist off flying these big ships, and I'll, I'll land and fly all day. That's what I, that's what I really enjoy doing is, is uh, flying and and you know, flight assist off in canyons and things. It's a lot of fun. But I will pancake on walls and things once in a while <laughs> because you really don't have the control with uh, with your flight computer. I, I take it back, Henry. You are hardcore. Flight assist off in a Type Ten landing. Yeah, that's did the rot- and rotation rotational guidance off too. Is that off too? Um, you know, I don't know. I probably not. No, I, I don't compensate for that. Oh, okay, that's that's no. okay. All right, I'm not See, that, crazy, that'd be Tony. Like, that's. The- <laughs> <laughs> You know, I may be out there, Tony, but I'm not insane. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I'm I do it a lot. I'm not good at it. I'm not bragging on my uh, skills. I, yeah. I I don't do it with the rotation <laughs> off, but I fly with flight assist off. And like I said, I'm not good. It's just more fun. Yeah, for and again, a little inside baseball for those of you who don't know that when you dock at a station, your flight computer has two things going on. It has flight assist that would most people fly with that anyway, but makes it behave more like a jet. And then there's rotational correction, which is in buried in a menu on your right hand side which automatically syncs your rotation with the station once you're inside the station. You can turn that off. So when you fly in, not only do you have flight assist off where you have to do thrust and counter thrust, but you also have to maintain enough counter, uh, thrust laterally to keep up with the rotation of the station. Only the super hardcore do that, and I don't do that because that's way too hardcore for me. I would pancake every time then, just every time. <laughs> I, I am not risking my forty million credit rebuy. Is it for, might be up to? It's close to fifty. Is million, it really? Fifty million credit rebuy cutter. Yeah, I'm not risking that sucker on a landing pad. That's more than I have much. now. I have I have like oh, nineteen no. million now. I'm in so much trouble. In general feedback, Phoenix to Fire writes in and says, "Just a quick congratulations on reaching two hundred. I've been on a nostalgia trip the other days." having played old Wing Commander Privateer the other day. Did any of your folks ever play Jumpgate? Well, well, Jeff, yes. Jeff's game. Yep, that was my game. I, I was the guild leader for a little, well, a big group called the Imperial Octavian Navy, or ION, and I uh, played Jumpgate for 10 to 12 years uh, from the very beta, early early beta days, all the way through until even through the failing of Jumpgate Evolution and the switch to private uh, the private servers. Scott Brown was uh, the uh, uh, original creator of Jumpgate back in uh, ninety nine or ninety eight or whenever where that started, and and uh, I always he, you know he had a bad he sold they sold to um, Codemasters. And uh, Codemasters really treated him poorly and destroyed the, the new up, uh, Jumpgate evolution. And, and I always hope that he got the IP back. And I would love to see them do a, a Kickstarter for that again at some point and see what uh, whatever come out of that. But anyway, yes, I'm an old Jumpgate player. So you've had some experience with that a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. A little, little bit? A little bit. Oh, that's good. good. See, like that, it's, it's, you know. We, we, we cover it all here at uh, Guard That's Frequency. Right. Your space sim questions will be answered here, one way or the other. Turkish is a German, writes, Hilarious episode, guys. Thanks for that. Had the office looking at me weird every time you read off a web address. Insert the Wilhelm scream here. Ah! <laughs> Angelea says, I love the dot replacement sounds. Made me chuckle. That's... We were talking about this off air. That's two people that liked the gig, the the gag. That's like got to be a record. Usually, we get like two people that say that sucked. Don't ever do that again. Yeah, what's going on? What's, what's going, going on? on? We want to hit comedy gold there. Yeah, we need to keep that. I get no, <laughs> no. I think no. That's drive Mikey nuts. He, he did it for two hundred because he's a swell guy. But yeah, that it's a lot of work to like splice that in every single time. Let's so. let's pretend we're Saturday Night Live. Find one good joke and just beat it to death until everyone hates it. <laughs> I think we do that's that most weeks, the, don't we? The good jokes or the big bucks. That's how we get our titles. That's how we get our. That's how we get our show titles. Commander blind as a bat writes in and says, "Congratulations for the new formula. It works for me." After the release date for Star Citizen, I just watched the latest Reverse the Verse, dedicated to gameplay. Whether they are talking about mining, exploring, or whatnot, it's always, it will be like this, or it should be like that. The game is now in its sixth year of development, and the gameplay is not even clear to the designers. Question mark. Also, I seem to remember hearing that on release there would be some 100 systems to explore, 
and they haven't finished designing the first one yet. I'm sorry, but I worry for the older SC subscribers. They might reach heaven before SC takes off. This is not directed at Jeff. He will bury us all. <laughs> Keep up the good work, and I'll see you on Guard Frequency Ding Dong Com. All right, that counts as a third smiley uh, face. That counts as a third. Yeah, bit th- of yeah that, that, that counts as a third uh, thumbs up on the gag. We're we're breaking records left and right here. Yeah, well, yeah, it's your your concerns are noted and echoed, Commander. Blind as a bat. We should know more about mining and exploring by now, but we'll see. So Sean Newboy wrote in some feedback, and he's got a song here, but I don't know what uh, song it is, so it'd be hard wait, for me wait, to wait. sing the he song. Wait, wait, wait. Lucky for you. He actually wrote a longer sentence than Great Show, everyone. <laughs> he did, and and it's a doozy. The Sean Newboy, Sean Newboy, he comes at, you know, sometimes just wonderful show, everybody, and we love that consistent, positive reinforcement. It really helps. When Sean Newboy does it right in, we miss him. Yep. Yeah. But sometimes he comes through. With like a like a double decker ham sandwich of feedback that just uh that just hits. All right, and this is one of them. All right, I can't wait to hear this. This one made me go do internet research and audio work, and I hate audio work, which is why I have lovely audio engineers to help me post production the show. So because I'm not a fan. Do you know the song? But I went and did audio work here. No, I didn't. That's why I had to go do research. But I I found it. Oh well, then you have to sing it because I don't know it. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to let Tony Orlando sing it. Ah, because uh, so re- go ahead and read. Go ahead and read Sean Newboy's feedback, and then I shall reveal all. Sean Newboy writes in, singing, "Tink tink tink down the hallway if you want me. Bracka bracka on the bulkhead if the answer is no." Sorry, but the tink 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 remind me of Tony Orlando and Dawn. With the outtakes at the end, this was probably the best episode ever. Two points if someone actually sung the feedback, and that's a, a note from Shiv. I tried, buddy. Yeah, I don't so- know the song. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't know, know the, the song, song either, too. but you know, the, you know the song, Jeff? Oh, yes, I know the song. Yes, it, you should know the song because it's from the ancient days of 1971. Yeah, I, I know. So uh, Sean Newboy may be dating himself here just a little bit. Or, or I, I'd also accept as an explanation he had an older brother or a dad to listen to it on the hi-fi. So, you know, that, that could be a thing, too. So, you know, maybe he did So it goes, but, but three times on the scene yeah, yeah. if you want me. There you go. Twice on nice. the pipes. If the answer is no, that's fantastic. See, so now, 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 for, as a special audio treat for the listeners, compare, compare the Jeff remix <laughs> to the original, which I shall play now. Classic, really? I mean, I just—I mean—that's the only word for it. Just, just classic. So, well done, Sean Newboy. Double gold star for your feedback this week. We still haven't gathered any Patreons yet, so no random winner. And uh, test T-shirts have been printed, and they look pretty. Yay! So we'll be updating our Patreon tiers with the new hotness soon. Sizzling. All patches have been mailed to all eligible Patreons, so if you don't get one in a short while and are owed one, let us know. And this week's community question. Let's hit the way back button and take a trip down Nostalgia Lane. What was your first space sim experience? How'd you get into the game genre? What made you fall in love? And otherwise, how was the show? Did we tink, tink, tink down the hallway or did we catch some bracka bracka in the face? Either way, let us know. Drop us an email, a tweet, or comments on our show posts, which you can find on our website and over on our Facebook page. And that brings us to the end of episode 201 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 202 on February 27th, 2018, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, and our artist, Ben Sanders, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey and Lennon. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass. And a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust.
This is episode 201 of the Best Damn Space In podcast ever, recorded on Friday, February 16th, and made available for download on Tuesday, February 20th, 2018, over at guardfrequency.com. No, 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 we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> uh, that was the all hardest right, thing to, to read. Off. That was good. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You tra- You take all this time and you train me 200 episodes to get yeah. it right? No, and- no. That was, was a one-time gag. It was a one-time gag. Maybe right. we'll bring it back in for April Fool's or something. He just right. no, he can't say the dot anymore at all. He's walking around all day doing that. He's just yeah, so, he's, he's like, so well. Hey, Jeff, what's that? <laughs> Jeff, we need to get a, some new patches. What's that website again? It's, you know. Hot, good patches, calm. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that we're all caught up with the latest space sim news, let's get one more time. I do it. Your caught sounds. Yeah, good. I said caught up. Now that we're all caught up with the latest space sim news, let's get caught up with. Let's get caught up on space news with headlines from Galactic Public Radio. I'm going to read it one more time. I just. Uh, now that we're all caught up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hey, quit your yawn, and this is stuff I'm... Oh, no, no, no. You're fine, man. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I'm interested. Uh, okay. That was a question. I'm just re- reading it as a statement. <clears throat> oh. What was the Old Spice thing? Oh, that's my uh, email notification. Oh, <clears throat> cool. Oh, my darling. Knock me times on the ceiling if you want me. Twice on the pipe. If the answer is no. That's right. Je- that that version version's probably good. Jeff's remix was good, but you haven't lived until you've heard the original Klingon. And this week's community question. Somebody's stomping around upstairs. And this week's community question. Oh, we didn't ask one, did we? This week's community question. Who is stomping around upstairs? Who is Tune stomping around on my... Uh, which <laughs> one of my children are not in bed and they're supposed to be? Shut up. Shut up, Henry.